You're listening to the Weekly Wrap-Up on Sprott Money News. Well, greetings once again from Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com. It's Friday, December the 1st, 2018, and this is your Weekly Wrap-Up. I'm your host, Craig Hemke, and joining us as usual is the one and only Eric Sprott. Eric, good morning. Hey, Craig. uh, Happy to be here. It's been kind of a lackluster week. Nothing seems to be working for us, Uh, but there's some exciting things happening, uh, sort of... uh, underneath things that don't seem to be that visible, but uh, that might be quite constructive for our medals here. Yeah, you know, if anything, uh, and I, I should, again, of course, mention before we get started, I'm so excited to talk to you, uh, that now is the time to sign up for precious metal storage with Sprott Money and get one month free storage. Free. How about that? Visit SprottMoney.com for more info. All right, so here's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, here we are again. We went through the expiration and moving off the board of the of those December contracts. Always the biggest volume uh, front month of the whole year. And just as in 2015 and 16, price has fallen dramatically. Just as in 2015 and 16, we got a, a Fed rate hike coming up here in a couple of weeks. I mean, we just simply tracing out the same old pattern where we're looking to buy the dip here soon and, and rally into next year. Well, certainly the data on COMEX has been incredibly positive for us, okay, in the sense that I'm talking about the physical part of it here. We had nominations, uh, I think it was for 39 tons in December, and I think there's something like 50, 20 tons sort of in the dealer-eligible inventory. Uh, we had nominations for 39 million ounces of silver, and there's about 53 million uh, ounces uh, in available inventory. Uh, but, and uh, you and I have sort of these uh, exchange for physical contracts that that are part of every day's uh, trading now in the COMEX. And this is where someone says, well, I'll, I'll give you a contract where you can take delivery in London and therefore it eliminates the open interest and therefore it's not going to and on first notice day, the guy won't say, I want that, because it goes over to London. And a guy named Harvey Organ has been following this fairly carefully, as have some others. And But the amounts of metal are astounding. So, for example, yesterday, there were 20,000 contracts. That's 60 tons of metal was shifted from the COMEX to London. 60. They only nominated for the whole month to get 39, but 60 that day went to London. And I think the numbers for the most recent months, something like, you know, five to 700 tons. Nobody really keeps a daily running tab on it. Um, but it's, it's like these are monstrous, monstrous uh, amounts of tonnage. I mean, typically we only mine 200 tons a month. Mine. Um, so, you know, how, how can you be transferring 600, 500 tons of one over to London? I mean, it's just, it's just incredible amounts. And they, they not only are transferring, they're already transferring it in the March contract, and in the case of silver, but the February contract. So the um, first notice days were great. Uh, the exchange for physical contracts are unbelievable. I mean, I don't pretend to fully understand where the where this gold's going to come from, but I got to think that there's a serious uh, misallocation of, of physical gold and silver. Uh, even silver, for example, when I think yesterday's was uh, five thousand contracts, well, that's twenty five million ounces. That's not a little bit of silver. And there's been many days like that. So 
uh, it's going to be very interesting to for us to sort of study this whole uh, play that's going on and the, the movement of the physical deliveries over to London. Of course, and when they go to London, it's unregulated. So it's, it's like, okay, chap, uh, you, you know, I, I, I owe you 50 tons. I'll get it to you when I can sort of yeah. thing. Like, I don't think there are any firm, hard rules when you have to deliver. The guy just has to acknowledge that he owes it to you, and someday he'll get he'll get it to you. Right. Which, you know, it's bad enough that we got to deal with open-ended paper shorting. Now we got to deal with open-ended physical physical delivery. So, anyway, it's very interesting. I think it's, it probably points to great things that could happen for us. Yeah, you know, it, it, it clearly points to uh, increased physical demand. Um, what, and again, what, what's hard to gauge is how often this, this tool, if you will, the settlement tool has been used in the past. I know that one of the things that you can settle for when you use an EFP is GLD shares, as if, you know, that's the, a substitute for the real thing. But we're not seeing any increase in the amount of GLD tonnage at all. In fact, it's been no. static no. all through the month of November. And so it doesn't seem to be there. It also seems that they can they can do these EFPs in Hong Kong and places like that, but we already know there's extreme demand there. It's really an odd phenomenon, and you're you're right. It's something, Eric. We're going to have yeah. to start paying really close attention to to see how much is being done and if it's consistent, and and then try to figure out exactly what it means. Is it really a? Is there that much suddenly that much extra physical demand? It's quite compelling. Right. Right. And and when does it settle? You know, and does the trade actually take? Maybe we'll never find out. Right. Right. Once you get over to London, nothing's very visible over there, unfortunately. Right. So. Andrew Andrew McGuire has told me a couple of times that in London there's just like a a painted line on the vault floor, and they just forklift <laughs> pallets of gold back and forth across the line. The line being what demarks right. unallocated and allocated. Yeah, I've always I've never really believed there could be as much trading as they say happens over there. I mean, they theoretically trading hundreds of millions of ounces, something right. like that a day, and I just think. Who, who possibly could be, need to trade that amount of gold and silver in a day? It just seems incredible to me. So, Well, it is a rather interesting time to be watching all of this. You know, as we move into the next year, uh, you know, we've got to get through this month first. We've got the employment report next Friday, and then we've got this uh, FOMC meeting in two weeks. But as we move into next year, there's certainly going to be two uh, big stories, uh, geopolitical and political that are going to be influencing prices. Is that something you're going to be watching as well? Sure. Well, I, you know, the, I think the most devastating news of the week, by the way, which has nothing to do in a way with markets, is the fact that the North Koreans have a rocket that can get to Washington, okay? Like, I just couldn't believe how quickly their ability to deliver a nuclear war that far has changed. Uh, they, they sent a rocket up 4,500 kilometers up yeah. vertical. Yeah. Uh, so obviously they've developed a new stage two rocket that has tremendous power and it's, it's a very, very uh, scary thought. And, uh, you know, it creates a whole sense of worry here because you got a bit of a wild man at either end, I think, quite frankly. So yeah. who knows what's going to happen, but it's, it's a very sobering thing to think about while we have all this, uh, billion things going on in the stock market and Bitcoin and, all these crazy, crazy things happening in front. Oh yeah, huge rallies in the stock market every day, seemingly because we're going to get a tax bill passed, uh, which you wouldn't have thought. I mean, how how long can you play this, right? Right. This tax bill thing's been around for about you know 
two months almost, but every time we talk about it, the market go up. But I, and as you I think mentioned just earlier, every time that the people say there's going to be a tax cut passed or tax bill passed, they knock gold. I, I never even noticed that relationship because they probably would never be looking for it. But anyway, well, and, I guess they'll try to get a tax bill passed. Yeah, maybe they can drag that out for another couple of years and just run That's out right. of head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 that'll do it. Say, uh, you mentioned Bitcoin. It's been a wild week for Bitcoin. It seemed like over uh, the American Thanksgiving holiday, everybody that uh, knew something about it told somebody, and, and Coinbase opened 100,000 new accounts, and, and up it went. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that, that's nice for teaching a whole new generation people about money and what, what really is money, but at the same time, that whole new generation is just about to get a, a dose of of some education about the banks too, because we just got notice this morning that the SEC has approved Bitcoin futures. What do you what do you suppose that might do to the market? Well, I bet you most Bitcoin people don't know how bad that news is. Okay, yeah, exactly. It's just horrible news because you and I live with this Comex thing. Okay, and then what they can do to gold and other commodities for that matter. And uh, one of the great things why Bitcoin can rally as much as it did, and the rally is in the scheme of things. It's just ridiculous that something's proud by that percentage um, and it hold its own. Uh, but one of the reasons it can do that is it's essentially a closed loop. I mean, yes, there's a little bit of thing happening every day. It's a closed loop, so everybody who wants to own a piece of this has to go into that closed loop and try to buy it. And the, the incremental buying drives the price up. And one of the things that's different about Bitcoin going up or versus, let's say, a stock. If a stock was up and gets to some ridiculous value, you know what? Management is willing to sell some stock to you. They'll do an issue and increase the size of the float. The two things that could uh, one's already happening, and that is all these other coins, of course, from people buying Bitcoin. Uh, so that's a bit of a, uh, has a weakening impact. But I'll tell you, these contracts trading on the, uh, the commodity exchange, that's going to make the supply side un- limited and the people who are probably going to offer up the unlimited supply might happen to be commercial bankers who i'm sure hate bitcoin because it takes money out of their bank and between them and the powers that be the governments and central banks who all are looking askance at this thing and what it's really going on i think there's going to be a huge sentiment on the part of the powers that be that we want this price down. We don't want everybody piling into Bitcoin here. So, and of course, that's what you can do on CME. If you you got unlimited amounts of money. I mean, as you you know, in gold, they'll sell four billion dollars worth of gold in a minute. Well, you know what? If some guy comes along and wants to sell four billion of Bitcoin in a minute, to knock the price down. So right. it's. I think you you have to look at it very cautiously here with this uh, thing beginning to trade. Uh, I think it's on December tenth. On the COMEX, it'll be very interesting for us to watch and see exactly what happens. Eric, lastly, just one last quick question. Uh, the folks at Sprott Money have put a hashtag out on Twitter that is just simply Ask Eric Sprott. No spaces. Ask, hashtag Ask Eric Sprott. And uh, asking really anybody on Twitter if they have anything they'd like to ask you directly. I had one question this week. Uh, we'll try to do at least one every week. And this one is just about silver in general. You know, it's been a tough year. All the other... Base metals, industrial metals have all had great years, it seems. But silver's only up 2% year-to-date. Of course, you and I probably have some thoughts as to why. But nonetheless, 
This person on Twitter wanted just to know what you think uh, and what are your thoughts for the supply, demand, situation, and price for silver in 2018. Right. Right. Well, I, I do find it very ironic that silver is about the only thing that hasn't, right? I mean, everything, whether it's nickel or zinc, or copper, or lead, I mean, everything. Uh, cobalt, lithium, and some of them with tremendous moves. Um, I mean, it's obvious that there has been and continues to be a huge short position held by the commercial banks in silver, and they are not wanting it to rise here, and they're trying to find a way to to cover their shorts, and the the trading uh, hasn't really provided them that opportunity. if I was had to answer that based on, well, what's going to happen on the COMEX? Well, I have a pretty good idea what typically should happen on the COMEX. Price of silver under pressure. That's why we always talk about the physical demand for things. Because it's only the physical that, that throws a spanner in the works uh, for the banks. Uh, because sometimes the commercial, sorry, the physical blows out and the, the demand is obvious and the price goes up. And that's why we are talking about these exchange for physical contracts that are, are being laid off in London here for huge sizes of both gold and silver. And it's suggesting to us that things are getting very tight here. And with these prices, we're not going to see any increases in production. In fact, we'll see decreases in production. So therefore supply. Uh, I happen to be a believer that all this money that's being made in Bitcoin, when people sell it, I think they're going to buy precious metals, by the way, because theoretically they hate fiat currencies and governments and banks and uh, that might be a very logical thing to do to to uh, diversify. So I'm I'm always been upbeat about the supply demand situation. Uh, it's just a question of uh, you know defeating the the crooks at the CME. Uh, the physical to uh, to carry the day. Yep, I hear you. Hey, uh, and before we go, just to remind everybody, Sprott Money now carries Scottsdale Mint products in the USA. Everybody can order those on our U.S. site today as a great gift item. Uh, Eric, you're a great gift item to all of us. Thank you for all you do, and thank you for your insights each uh, and every week as we visit here on Friday. But for now, we'll uh, give you the rest of the day off. Okay, man. I always look forward to it, and uh, it's uh, it's exciting what's what's going on. It, it would be a little more interesting if actually analysis meant something, right? Right. <laughs> you know, like, there doesn't seem to be a lot of reason for anything anymore, but, uh, you know, at least we can uh, – Go back to basics, and someday, of course, the basics will always win out. So let's uh, let's hang in there together, and hope we have a great week. You got it, my friend. And uh, from all of us here at Sprott Money News and SprottMoney.com, thank you for listening. Have a great weekend, and we'll talk to you next week.